0: It's Jarvis Leatherby here from the heavy metal band Night Demon,
1: and you're watching
0: CMS TV.
1: All right, let's get back to your weekend. Let's not, let's, we wasted 45 minutes dicking around with. Old shit.
0: When well, you've you got know, current, of Speaking shit. of old shit. And in in that time, uh, yeah, everyone's favorite uncle, yeah, Ted Nugent, Uncle Ted, appeared at the Night Ranger show. I heard about this. Which, you know, I have to say, like once in a while, I run into a celebrity where you're really like, "Holy crap! It's there he is!" Right, Ted freaking Nugent. <laughs> you met him. see him. Say hi yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, he he. I think he lives around that area where we okay. played near I think that was near Sacramento. Yeah. But he rolled up in you know, a big, uh, Toyota, whatever. Right. It wasn't an American car, believe it or not, but a uh, truck. Anyways, he had a bunch of dogs hunting dogs with him, And he was okay. like, kind of dressed like he was going to go hunting in the woods or whatever. And he, right. he came walking by and there he was, everybody was just trying to get pictures with him. Um, that's, sure. there was another point where I was hanging with me and Johnny were hanging listening to him to a talk to a group of us. He just always had a group of people at any moment around him as he told stories. Sure. Like Uncle Ted does. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about uh training one of his dogs so he I, I use a rubber ducky and that actually gets him going and was, nice. I don't remember the whole conversation, but it was fascinating, you know, just listening to him talk and standing there. I was gonna try to um ask him for a photo, but then I think he sensed that and took off right at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> He said, fuck you, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, no, he kept on. The guys like that have to keep on the move. Yeah. Um, but uh, he ended up, obviously, was in the Damn Yankees. Sure. With uh, Jack Blades. So uh, they came out. I think they did Stranglehold and um, uh, one of the Damn Yankees tunes. I took off. I didn't get to see that performance. Okay. But I, I know that Giant uh, uh, Jason probably have some of that in their thing yeah down the road for people to see but it was cool man i was like i got to say i met ted nugent yeah that's pretty sweet man
1: i mean that's that's look and it's we you're, you're you're glossing over it but i've seen it one other time <coughs> certain guys at a certain level everybody comes to see them <clears throat> and, as i choke to death here and the one time i saw it more than any was with your with your boss with Stephen piercey when we went to wisconsin me and neely and my friend john and stephanie and my friend scotty and it was rat jackal um Dokken and van halen and we were hanging out backstage we were all hanging out backstage <clears throat> and and the bands were just hanging with us common douchers that were just hanging around because we all had passes I mean, literally, we were all eating together and hanging out and having fun together and whatnot. Then the Van Halen bus rolled up. And when Eddie Van Halen got out the bus, he was just wandering around. He wasn't like he had no security with him. He had no, you know, management or nothing keeping people away. He was just hanging out. And I've never seen even the rock stars of all those bands, of Jackal, of Dokken, of of uh rat and there's pictures of Steven with me, of Steven hanging and Warren right. with, hanging with Eddie, with Eddie yeah. at that event. I took those pictures. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah. I, I okay. mean, we, we all got to, we were like literally right there. Either I took those or my friend Stephanie took them. We took almost all those pictures. Cause we were like standing. There was a trailer that rat had yep. and they, they were in there. They came out of their trailer and Eddie was just kind of hanging out. I think he was talking to Warren first, like, you know, Warren Demartini. And of, they were heard of him. But, they, yeah, I imagine you've heard the name. But um, <laughs> as soon as people got wind that it was Eddie that was standing there talking to Warren, then all of a sudden you had Sean McNabb over there and you had, um, I think, Blotzer came out. And I, I know Steven was in there and uh, Juan was there. Like, it just turned into, and then, like, jackal guys were there. Turned into, like, all kinds of people around eddie taking pictures and and he couldn't have been nicer but but like you were saying with ted when eddie came out it's the only time because you know dude i mean you're 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 obviously backstage at all these shows everybody kind of leaves each other alone for the most part yeah you all kind of hey what's up guitar guy i know you how you been? Hey guys great show great show guys or how you been good to see you again have a great show right that's that's about it there's not there's very little of the wow there's a big one i better go meet this guy right and i that's what i saw with eddie van halen and i'm thinking you probably saw the exact same thing with ted nugent
0: yeah he was he was definitely walking around i I mean maybe they feel a obligation to be with the people you know i don't know Mm -hmm. i mean it threw me off a little how nice night ranger was uh Coming and hanging out, I wasn't expecting such a thing because usually it's just like you described. I mean, we hardly ever talk to the other bands. Yeah, Uh, sometimes it's a greeting, "Hey, how you doing?" Sometimes even a hug, you know, "Hey, Mm -hmm. good to see you." But it's we don't really hang out. Those guys came and hung out. In fact, at one point, Brad Gillis was—I have a picture of this too. I should have sent you, but he was like hanging out with like ten cops. Nice. We were kind of laughing over that, but I mean, he was—they're just men of the people, you know. And they, Mm -hmm. but these guys, I have also never seen a band so collectively happy oh and yeah Th- well those guys genuinely like each other yes these dudes are like very happy place in their lives right now uh-huh. or something you know and, and they just they 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 have this a really good team of people working with them sure and, uh put on a, a great show and man it was it was very cool but yeah i was surprised how nice they were hanging out and taking yeah. photos and Really cool experience yeah, with that. Joke. I've
1: I've met all of those guys except for the guy that plays keyboards now. I, I don't okay. even know his name,
0: mm-hmm. but I knew the other guy.
1: I met Alan Fitzgerald or is that his name? The Fitz, the original keyboard guy back in the Midnight Madness days. Okay, but um, I I met all of all of them at one point, and um, I've interviewed all but the keyboard guy in the last five years. And all but Jack Blades is always ungodly friendly. You know, I mean like Jack Blades, I, I think because he's probably the the voice, you know, right. he's the he's the guy that does ninety percent of the interviews or whatever. You yeah. know. I'm I'm not saying he was a dick by any means, but he was just kind of like, Okay, how long we got? Twenty minutes? Okay, cool. Let's get to it. You know, he he was that guy. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I mean, you know, I mean he's on a schedule, you know, he's sure. doing his thing. But I mean like uh myself and matt hartnett we had uh gillis on oh during the pandemic at some point they put out that record that they have out now right so whenever that came out that's when we had brad on he could not have been nicer yeah he was he was hanging with us we were busted balls he was like i asked him at what point what i asked him a question i didn't expect him to answer and he answered it anyway i asked him what song in his catalog is he most embarrassed about and which is uh you know which is basically saying you have a few really shitty songs (laughs) you know but i asked him that and he answered it he's like i'll just tell you this and you know and he went into the song and i agreed with him it was a bad song so um you know but it it was super nice carrie kelly super nice Mm -hmm. always been super nice kelly keegee is that his name
0: right yeah the drummer
1: super nice super super nice guy you know, and, and Jack again, not
0: saying he's not nice, just saying that you know I met him in the catering tent.
1: Yeah. You know, I
0: was uh it was like at five o'clock they had food going and uh and I was over there and he came up and he seemed pretty chill. Yeah. You know, I, I go they had just done their sound check. I'm like, Hey you guys sounded great in there and he was like, Cool and what kind of food we got here and you know, I don't know. He just seemed kinda of normal. <laughs> I didn't really wanna bother him too much or whatever, but he had just walked up right by me and started grabbing stuff to eat and Right. All the bands were kind of sitting in there chilling. Yeah. So uh, I was still having a couple uh, of gear shit going on at that. Really? I'm, I'm, but I'm proud to announce I finally got that all worked out. Like, I, okay. had, I don't know what the hell was going on. You Maybe killed the gremlins finally? Yeah, the ge- gremlins are gone. I bought, oh, like, God. I replaced one more pedal of mine right. and a couple more patch cables. And, you know, so so no more BS going on. This last show, everything was loud and proud. Uh, we, we just, as uh, going, flipping around now. And my background tonight, if you recall this fine film. Yes. The Escape, Escape from New York. from New York with right. Snake Pliskin.
1: That's right. With Eric Pliskin.
0: Eric Pliskin, right. <laughs> wow. Now, this trip for our band was probably the most brutal traveling trip that I've personally had to do in right. quite some time. And... And I and I again I'm gonna have to apologize to, to uh our tour manager Jason Green again and apologize to Steven because I threw the biggest fucking hissy fit <laughs> at JFK Airport over some unfortunate things that happened. Um for one, you know, we've been we've been doing so many flyouts that I haven't even been really checking my itinerary all that sure. much. Cause it seems like every week we're going somewhere. So I don't really dive, do too much of a deep dive into the trip. I just kind of want to go when, when does it leave and when do I get back so I can book my Wally park? Right. (laughs) And um, this, this trip was no different. Now when I was going to actually check in for it uh, the day before, that's when I noticed this trip had three flights to get out there. And that's like kind of a no, no from what I understand. You know what I mean? And, you know for for the rest of the band uh, they're all in vegas which is a super cool hub to fly out of mm-hmm. and you always get the best deals the best rates i'm in san diego it's not as good you don't get quite as good rates um so where do you fly out of usually san diego or la i try to fly, mostly san diego mostly san diego but i've always had a uh, you know a um compromise going where if it's a significant difference to put me out of Los Angeles where it's going to save hundreds of dollars, how about mm. you pay my parking and I'll do that? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I don't live like in downtown San Diego. I live in Oceanside, which is like in traffic. That's like an hour away from the airport. So okay. LAX is just like an extra half an hour beyond that the other way. Right. Right. Depending on what it is, especially if it's early in the morning, which is right. typically when I've had to leave out of L.A., it was for some kind of East Coast thing, and the flight left at like 6 in the morning anyway. So at uh, 3 in the morning when I'm leaving to head up there, there's no traffic anyway, and I do right. get up there you know, about the same. So I don't like to have to do that, especially when you come back and you're exhausted from a trip. I don't want to have to then drive home for two hours after. Sure. I've I've gotten into a car accident once coming back after a trip where I was – really. You know, half asleep and i mean in my defense there was some crazy things happening on the side of the freeway at that time there was a lot of traffic going on and there had been some other accident that had just happened and i i was like kind of like my reflexes were a little delayed but i had looked the 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 cars in front of me started moving and i started moving but i my attention was uh taken away by these two women that started boxing on the (laughs) side of the Freeway, all right. I'm like, what the hell? And then, and then, right then, I realized the person in front of me stopped too to look right. at this or whatever. And I went, ah. Oh. So it wasn't a hard, super hard collision, but uh, I, I hit the the lady in front of me, and she kind of hit the other person. It was one of those things. The cop yeah. had us like drive off the freeway to the exit. He grabbed all our driver's licenses and told us to go meet him over off the freeway. Right. So it wasn't like a horrible accident, but yeah, it's 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 you know, there's it's not fun to travel from the east coast back and then have to drive back so san right. diego is basically where i come out of these days now this trip three flights man now the Ugh. second one is the dread like, first i had to go to salt lake city but right from the get-go um salt lake city salt lake city utah yeah well hey, to get what, to new york well time out let me back up because like the the day before when i go to check in for this flight was when i realized there was three flights involved and like to me when i was looking at it it just looked kind of sketch you know like yeah. i'm like oh no at jfk i'm like we, I, we had to end up in ithaca which okay. is like upstate new york right but it looked to me like this was kind of a tight connection okay as it was and i could see it and i i started complaining like that day. And it's not that I generally, I'm not generally a complainer and you don't have to worry about me. You don't have to babysit me. I'm like everywhere I got to be. I always make my flights. I always make my lobby call. I don't drink out there, you know, but once in a while I can maybe be a little, a little whiner. Especially if you haven't
1: gotten (laughs) any sleep,
0: but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, I started, you know, questioning why, you know, I had three flights and I was, I was kind of wondering if I was the only one that was happening to. So I was kind of like complaining about, right. maybe, not being cared about enough and just be given whatever shitty flight you know what i mean so i was already kind of bitching about it uh and i was told to calm down (laughs) 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 so now the day of the trip comes now already the salt lake city flight was delayed a little bit but (sighs) the pilot tells us don't worry we can get it to a good enough speed we're gonna make up for that and get you to salt lake city on time get to get to salt lake city now that flight ends up being delayed a little bit now when you only had like an hour of uh, a layover window to catch your your last flight which yeah let me tell you guys (coughs) Ithaca out of JFK they only have two flights per day okay one is at 1229 in the afternoon and the other one's at like 1030 at night that's it you don't get the twelve one. You're gonna have to wait till the ten thirty one. You don't get that one. You gotta wait till, till the whole next. And how day. far?
1: I'm just gonna ask the question. How far is it from from wherever you
0: landed there, JFK, to drive? I looked that up. Almost five hours. Oh, not really yeah, an option. So. And that's part of my apology because, like, I I do have a somewhat bit of paranoia from this world given it to me in my butt for so many years do you know what i mean <laughs> right. it's like sure so there's a lot of people like that just just start being suspect just because they've been screwed so many times and, sure you know uh, and i have had you know I, again you know i've told the story that there was a manager involved with us in uh 2021 that was coercing me to get the shot you know what i mean right. He's like mm-hmm. you're not going to play shows but you know i was like fine i'll fucking leave this band if that i'm not taking it you know right. and uh, and he goes uh, and then he goes i'm gonna make this guy's life miserable and was like booking me on three flight shows and stuff right. to punish me it was like
1: 3 a.m 3 a.m Yeah, yeah. time
0: <laughs> so i have that kind of you know thing in my back of my mind so sure. that's why my paranoia where it comes from and so when i saw the three flights it was like a ptsd like what's right. happening
1: again
0: <laughs> uh but anyways so uh get just going from Salt Lake to JFK that's a 5 hour flight so you know by now I'm already like 12 hours into my travel day right okay and JFK is a – I knew that JFK was going to be a haul like between gates getting connections
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I, that was part of my complaint the day before because I I you know sometimes I have to do the crying about the heart condition thing yeah yeah because let's face it this week is the anniversary of my heart attack oh, look and at I've you. been recovering all year and i'm doing uh-huh. so much better i'm doing so much better i lost 30 pounds i've um been walking a bit but at the same time you know i have heart disease i can't the what makes it hard for me is if i have to carry my guitars it's like i have a soft case that has two guitars in there it weighs about 50 pounds so uh-huh. i'm carrying that and i'm i got a backpack with other shit in it i'm not an 18 year old marine okay right. I'm a 50 year old guy who's had his fun in life, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. So when you have to go, uh, basically 25 gates or 50 gates, you know, to get to your connection and you're carrying that shit and you have to jog, that'll kill you. Right. But, uh, well, we, by the time we, we landed at JFK, the plane was so late. Oh, even going back Salt Lake city. I remember it's, it's coming back to me now. There was some kind of corridor leading into uh, JFK or something that was holding up air traffic for some okay. reason. I, I personally think it's because of the 5G thing, but maybe not because they're testing 5G well, around.
1: And, and there's been a lot of, I know my mom got stuck going out your way. She was going to San Diego. She, she had the same sort of a problem where she got somewhere and then she got stuck for like 14 hours right? because the flights were canceled.
0: Now there is a weather there is some weather stuff going on as well. I really didn't know. I but again, my my mind, I'm always hitting yours. But they really held up the flights, and I was and I, I was already getting those alerts, which are dreaded on your phone, where Delta's trying to like see if you want to rebook your yeah. flight. And and as I'm looking at these flights that they're wanting me to rebook, I'm noticing they're not for the day I'm flying; they're for the next day, right? When the show is, right? You know? And uh, you know, I I had a two o'clock load in or something for sound check, and this flight doesn't leave till twelve thirty. Granted, it's like an hour flight to Ithaca from jfk which isn't far but just getting your bag yeah, and all getting that your bag shit. getting a car and getting there is a whole you nother know, thing and big flats isn't right next to the airport that's a big flats is like turns out to be a really rural place man i was like i've never big, even heard of
1: it big flats new york yeah never heard of that
0: it, it was beautiful up there you sure, know what i mean but, i loved seeing the the trees you know the scenic route this really nice yeah. uh guy picked us up uh from there and you know, that was cool and everything, Yeah, but it wasn't Albany is what I'm saying. It was, it was out in the middle of the boonies somewhere. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. It was the, it was the boonies. So that took another, you know, hour. So I was really concerned and, and, but then I was seeing that those guys, they, they, they seem to have a schedule. They were able to, to make it out there. What ended up happening by the time I landed, I was going to have probably about 10 minutes to get 50 gates. From like oh my God. the B area all the way there. And I was like, I'm going to have to get a cart or some kind of mm-hmm. help to get there. Um, when we landed, they even delayed it a little more. Just even getting off that damn plane. I get off at JFK. Now, I forgot that JFK, the only people that work there are people that hate their fucking job and don't want to do <laughs> anything. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. And they particularly hate when a white person has a problem. Right? They particularly hate that uh so anyways when i got off i was already like look i gotta get get this fight i need a cart and they're like what we talking that'll about? be an hour sir a cart? Yeah. what are you talking about and i was like a cart you know a thing i remember beep beep beep, beep yeah. i need the thing and they're like i don't we don't know what you're talking about we don't have anything like uh, that like we what, what language are you speaking yeah. and i'm just like what well, can you at least tell me which way the gate is that i gotta go yeah. and she, she like looks out so it's that way it wasn't that way. <laughs> it wasn't that way. And honestly, I was so mad that she did that. I had got about two gates going the wrong way. And I was right. and I wanted to go. It's not that way, bitch. You know, I want to like run up and yell that, you know. Right. But, uh, anyways, I didn't have time. And there's there was no apparently there. there I guess at, there is some kind of um, shuttle that you you go outside of the airport. and They'll drive you outside of the airport. But they weren't telling us that or anything. They weren't. No. I didn't know that, so it looked to me like I had to do the one. It was one mile. If you want to know how far it was, it was one mile from my Jesus. gate to where I had to go. The A twenty one gate where these guys were leaving out of to get the Ithaca flight was the furthest point you can go in the right. terminal. It was the last gate, a mile away. Jesus. And I'm carrying- I'm carrying these guitars and I'm practically in tears as I know the heart attacks coming on because I'm like, right, you know, trying to like run down. I am fucking drenched in sweat. I was wearing my baseball cap soaking wet. Nice. Everything was soaking wet. I, 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 I just forget kindness. <laughs> yep. So I get there. And of course, that it says closed. Right. But the plane is still there. The guys are on the plane. The plane is sitting there and these guys are just the, the guy at the gate was just playing dumb. He was like a Jamaican kid. And I was like, you gotta let me on. I'm mean, to my pants on the plane. On. And, and he's like, oh, 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 you need to. He was like, what? He acted like he was going to grab the, the phone. He was like, he, he kind of picks up the phone and acts yeah. like he's going to like start to dial something. He probably has to deal with this all the time. Probably. But, uh, he, 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 he pretends like he's dialing something, but then he goes, I, I, they can't get it for you you know he like hangs up and i go you gotta stop him he's like but they already pulled the thing away from the thing and i i go you know he acted like he was going over the door like he was gonna yeah. open the door he actually mimed like he was gonna go over there and do it you know he started <laughs> like he was a, he's like i can't i you know oh, dude just, come on <laughs> and uh and then you know he's trying to pretend and, and, then he, and then he walks away he's like uh and i can't do anything and i'm like and i'm right my next call to Stephen Piercey, and I'm fucking flipping out. I'm like, right. they're not letting me on the plane, and, you know. And he's like, he's like, hey man, come on, we're trying to get on our plane here, you know. <laughs> I'm right. like, oh, am I bothering you right now? <laughs> I'm like, you know, oh my god, I flipped the fuck out because now the the reality that it's twelve thirty a.m. at this point, you know, right. I've been traveling since seven in the morning, and it's it starts to get real cold and lonely when you realize you've been left at JFK. Right, <laughs> and I you know I can't even. I'm so tired I can't even see straight. You know what I mean? And I and I'm I'm trying. I go okay. I got to go to a help desk. Well, this happened to a good amount of people, so now you're going to this like Delta help desk and you got to stand in line and there's like ten people and you're watching them tell every one of those people that they're not getting a hotel room. Right. Yep. Because <laughs> this wasn't their fault. This was air traffic controls fault, which I disagree with. You know what I mean? They did not in my opinion, do enough f- to, to have their customers get to their con- connections, knowing that there was sure. a problem and they certainly didn't give a shit about anybody who might have a medical condition that needed, Right. Money, you know what I mean? And to have to like specifically ask for such help and just be pretty much told to suck a dick, you know, <laughs> uh, that doesn't sit well with me. Right. You know what I mean, I, I right. seriously probably almost fucking croak trying to make that flight. And if I list, somebody would have said, you ain't going to make it or something like, but yeah. that was never told to me. It was like, we better hurry, you know. And uh, so anyways, by this point, I'm so pissed. I like I took my uh, backpack and hucked it. And, like, I realized that the few people in the airport were like, oh, my God, because they were hearing me just flipping out. You know, right, I mean? right. Like total fucking meltdown. And I, I, and I to Jason, I, I was like, uh, you fucked me. I think you fucked me. <laughs> it's you. You did this. You know? And he's
1: like, what the fuck?
0: He's like, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, so, but this happens to me sometimes. I, You know, in my defense, I think I'm a guy you can count on. And if someone was ever hurting you, I would fucking put my life on the line. Right. You know what I mean? And I've sure. done I've I've done stuff for this band. I've driven fucking 17 hours in the snow driving us places. You know what I mean? 22 years of service. Sure. To this Steven Piercy band. You can count on me. But once in a while I could be a little bitch.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? And this was that once in a while.
0: And you know, in retrospect, when I realized when I actually took the time to look at this schedule, it was not Jason's fault. Right okay and so i i i had to fucking apologize to him man at this at this show and, <laughs> and say look i apologize i'm sorry i was scared and alone man come on <laughs> you know so we i think we're cool i think we're okay Well
1: that's good you know
0: with it and i didn't you know i should probably apologize to piercey but we've, we've known each other for so many years we've all had to mm-hmm. deal with each other's drama over the years so i think everything's okay but i do have to fucking keep it in check you know what i mean i'm a big mm-hmm. boy and sometimes you got to put on your big boy pants and handle it you know and uh at least i'm at a point where i have a fucking credit card and can take care of shit uh so this guy's telling me that they're not doing anything for me at the help desk and i'm disgusted at this point because i'm soaking wet and i'm thinking they want me to sleep on the floor like a fucking dog for 13 (laughs) hours right i'm like this ain't gonna happen so now i'm like talking to Susie, my girl back home and she's uh this reminded me of the heart attack because when the heart attack happened, she was the only one that was helping me like arrange a flight home after right. I got out of the hospital. Um, so she's now trying to help give me hotels that I could you know possibly go to. A uh, little side note, all the hotels right there at the airport were all sold out. That's why, why I, was there something going on or something? Yeah. The, that corridor that stopped the traffic from coming in caused a lot of people to miss their flights. So I think that as they missed their flights, the last few hours the hotel you know got more packed and more packed to where now it was like out of the zone of what they're giving vouchers for or whatever right. um however i did find out that they started announcing that they were giving cab fare to like people if you lived locally they gave you a cab fare to get you there and back tomorrow like go home and come back here's your. Cab Gee, fare. thanks for the eight bucks now in order to get the cab fare voucher they had to know what borough what borough are you going to chris like you would you know? know. I'm from fucking San Diego, yeah. dude. I don't know what you're talking about. Burroughs. Exactly. What is this? Uh, so now I had to like research where the hell I am, what's around. And it's not something I was happy to do. And, and right. having to track down an actual direct phone number. Because at this point, you can't even go shop around online for a deal. Because – right what day is it it's the next day you can't check in until you know two o'clock in the afternoon you know right it was this whole thing got complicated i was able to i found like a best western that was said it was like 10 miles away ended up being like an hour away three (laughs) hundred and fifty dollars to stay at the best western yeah plus a two hundred and like thirty dollar deposit oh my god yeah dude so this was like 600 bucks on my credit card i'll get i'll get that deposit back in probably a week but i'm gonna have to pay that 350 bucks for the room plus the the um tips for the cabs and you know food is you know whatever expenses you know so it was like this was like quickly wiping out my pay yeah like now you know, I, I, since I got home, oh no, let me, let me finish. So, oh. so now I'm walking around aimlessly on this airport clock and another mile or two. I noticed everybody that worked there was like, enjoyed lying to you of where stuff was. You're like, do you know where there's another help desk? Uh, yeah, I think it's between uh, gate 24 and 25. You get over there and there's nothing, nothing there. there. <laughs> but you're, you're no longer bothering him. Right. <laughs> right. Like that's, supposed to be a New York thing where they just right. say some bullshit like um even the uh second help desk. This time I go to they closed the whole A area where I went to the first help desk. Now you're forced to kind of move to the B areas back to where I had come in from. Right. And they had another Delta desk where they're giving these cab vouchers. So I uh I found out what hotel I'm at, took care of that, had to stand at another helpline. They basically tell me, um actually I know I'm kind of sorry I'm jumping around here I I also did the app where you talk to a person on the app which you kind sure. of get more done that way like they did offer me 5000 miles or something as like an apology for the heart attack thing okay <laughs> so like I guilted them into that they're like here's your 5000 miles and now go see somebody there about a hotel voucher so I'm like all right so I now they didn't when I finally got to my place in line they go we are not authorized to give hotel vouchers we can only hand you this card which had a help number on it you you pay for your hotel you pay for your hotel and they'll pay it pay you back they'll reimburse you for it basically okay so since since getting home that's a whole nother animal me going online making a whole complaint getting a case number having to request this money and it's probably they when i got an email back they said it could be like 30 days before they even oh good good you know what i mean so yeah this and i saw this coming you know what i mean uh-huh. just the headache i was so yeah i had a meltdown over it because this is this was like bullshit um by the time i got to the hotel it was like 3 30 in the morning and i oh. i really did need a shower because i hadn't even showered before i left on this trip so i was right. i stunk like shame and fucking like, <laughs> homelessness <so I> <laughs> homelessness you know stress, you know whatever, and I needed to, I needed to shower all that shit off me, man. And so I I took that shower, and I think I laid in the bed of the of that Best Western for like about an hour, and then I had to get up. I had realized I had forgotten some things, and I, there was a CVS. So I I got my shit I needed uh, at 9 a.m. The guy was back to give me a ride back to JFK, and I had to uh, um, get on the flight that next day. And by the time i I now got that, that, there, no
1: hold on real quick, yeah. that next day that's the show day this is the now the show day okay so so it's not like you're going to get somewhere and then have any time to chill. Yeah, you're literally going to get out of a car and rush up and get your shit set up on stage. And we had it.
0: there was like a nice Marriott hotel that would have been there for me had I made the flight uh, <laughs> you know but uh, i I had to go straight to soundcheck I right had to go straight oh sound check and um but at least I was able to apologize to Jason, you know, yeah, and, that's cool. you know, work that out and my stuff sounded great. Um, we had Will Hunt with us who's played really well. Um, the, the show went off without a hitch as far as, as far as, sure. That goes. Um, after the show or no, actually after soundcheck, I was able to go uh, at least get back to that hotel and take a shower. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I went back with Steven. We played the gig um, and I, I kind of got a second wind you know. Okay. But I should say that uh my itinerary home was just as bad. Like there was a th- a 3:30 lobby call, 3:30 uh, a.m. So again, I think I got 3 hours sleep. You guys tried to call me during the classic metal show. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we did cuz we were talking about conspiracies and stuff and I wanted to I wanted to pull somebody in that had some expertise and so I yeah, but it was real late. It was like it was like 2:30 in the morning or something and I, I don't even remember if I called or text, but he, whatever he, he, it was, it was late. It, I it was very late. I know that. Yeah.
0: I had allocated three hours to sleep before I left on this, on this trip right. home, and I crashed the F out. I, right. I was done, and the alarm went off. I got up. Uh, we all got out. Um, Will had a, had a real tight connection on the way back. He's leaving for Italy. He plays in a band with Todd Kearns. Oh, Tuke? Yeah, that's he's a great singer too. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. just being a, a great bassist, and those guys go out to do some cool gig out there where he's going to have a lot of uh, money coming in. Yeah, money <laughs> <He's> <laughs> going out, like yeah. But I mean, I mean, he was telling me about the gig. I mean, it sounds like a, a really uh, profitable one for him. Yeah, he's gonna, so he's taken off for a few weeks. Um, not sure what's going on with our band for our next shows exactly, but we'll see. Um, now. In a turn of events, the other guys were not able to escape from New York. Oh, Weather wow. came in. Like, at the, it was actually a benefit to leave really early because this big storm was coming in on okay. the East Coast. We ended up getting out of there just in time. Those guys' flight wasn't until like 2 o'clock. They got stuck there. Oh, All geez. the Vegas guys got stuck there. For how long? I don't know. They might still be there for all I know. They might really? just be getting home now. I mean. Oh, man. I got home yesterday, which even that sucked though. Like when, when I when I got back, or our, our plane was delayed, of course, going back home.
1: Uh-huh. I think
0: on that long this time I didn't have three flights back. This time it was Ithaca to JFK and then straight back to San Diego. However, the JFK flight, we sat in the fucking plane for like an hour on the tarmac before that thing took off for the five hour flight. Right. I was wedged between two pretty hot chicks, but they were like not friendly or, you know, they were kind of, <laughs> and ne- surprisingly, neither one got up to pee for the entire five hours, which was surprising. Mm. I don't know if they were human, <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, uh, when I got back, my, my baggage, like that was, it took an hour to get my bag for baggage claim. An hour. Jesus, Yeah, dude, this was the longest day of my life. Um, but it's, as it's turns out, those and guys this is all on like yeah. two hours of sleep, right? For in two days, I had three hours of sleep in two days. That's Ooh. like tweaker town, dude. Yeah. And I ain't no tweaker. I'm an eight hour a night guy. <laughs> so, um, I've been recuperating and I've, it's, it, it has, I've realized like how old I'm getting to where like, sure. that messed me up, man. Like my ankles were hurting, you know, mm-hmm. just from everything that went down like i'm tired as fuck um it's taken me a couple days to relax and um we got to leave i'm leaving in two days for a bike rally in new mexico and Okay.
1: well but hopefully I'll, that'll
0: be one flight though yeah and that a layover there's a vegas layover is bunch, there four hours well, for at least hours.
1: four hours i mean four hours pain in the ass but
0: Right. four hours at least pretty much guarantees that you'll make your next flight oh yeah no problem there uh and i don't I actually if i was if i was going to be stuck in an airport vegas is one of my top choices just because i can gamble and but uh and, and then coming home it's a straight shot it's like a okay. boom, one hour flight home so uh no this won't be too bad and it'll be cool because now i can get some more money since i lost all my money on <laughs> last trip but i'm not giving up on delta you know i'm gonna be up their assholes for that
1: hell yeah you should. you should get the whole fucking thing refunded.
0: Oh, definitely. I I mean, I have the receipt that I'm going to give them, and that's fair, man. You should pay my accommodations because that's typically what they do for you. If they yeah. strand you overnight, they have to do that. I don't care. You can't use no air traffic control excuse. Yeah. Uh, and what what if, what I mean, by convenience only,
1: what you needed to be in New York for happened to be at night. Mm-hmm. But if, I, I mean, 99% of the people flying... If they would have got held over to when did you say you left uh, left uh, JFK 1230? 1230
0: in the afternoon the next day
1: yeah but and for most people that would have meant that they missed whatever event they were flying to right?
0: see dude people miss their daughter's weddings they miss yeah. like like holy shit you well know, that really, my mom gotta, j-
1: my mom just went through this going to San Diego my brother lives in San Diego and um my my niece Lisa she had a um she's like she. Like fourteen years old, and she's she's like really involved with the ballet thing. Like she does the whole ballet thing, and like she's she's in the in the running to get a college scholarship from ballet or something. I don't know the exacts of it, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And so it's it's like serious time. It's not it's not oh my little cutie's in the ballet. Watch her stumble around. It's it's like serious. And my mom wanted to go for her big recital because she was having a big recital uh, on a Friday. So she left here. I took her to the airport at like noon on a Thursday. And she literally got straight off the plane and had to go straight to the auditorium from the plane to catch it because she got hung over. And, um, you know, she got she got la- laid, hungover, over. laid over over for uh, a... Yeah. She got laid over for a day.
0: There was a joke there somewhere. Yeah, but, no, I know, and I leave, wasn't I'm gonna finding it either. I was, I,
1: I was looking for it too, and I couldn't find it, so <laughs> I started stumbling. But, um, but yeah, she got she got laid over in um, in wherever fuck she was. I don't uh, Chicago, I think she just got stuck in Chicago, and they had no flights until like the next afternoon. Yeah, and she barely made
0: it. People that don't travel that often seem a lot more cool with it. Yeah. And like people like me that travel for business, like where I just flipped the fuck out. Like I had the woman uh, in my taxi ride back. Um, she was supposed to be home because she had friends coming to visit her in Fort Lauderdale right. and she wasn't even home to like, let them in. So they right. had to go pay for a hotel somewhere. She was given a, a hotel voucher and a cab voucher. And that kind of pissed me off. You right. know what I mean, like they gave that to you and not to me, but again, I think it does have something to do with, after midnight. Mm-hmm. They might not be giving those out, you know, for some reason in their systems. I don't know what it was, but yeah, I'm getting mm-hmm. that money back. I don't care if it's month from now or three months from now. <laughs> They're giving it to me. I'm gonna the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Well
1: dude at three hundred and fifty dollars just for the fucking For a best
0: Western room, that's a lot. For for four hours in a best Western. Yeah, that's $350.
1: That's a lot, man. Look, I don't care if it's for a whole day. I don't care if it's for 24 hours. $350 in a best Western is a lot.
0: It was the last room they had because I'm telling you, like a lot of people got effed up from this thing, from, from whatever happened that night. And then the weather came in, and now those poor guys. Here I'm like yelling at Steven. And then that poor guy was, you know, 17 years older than me, you know, can't right. go home. He's still, But in their situation, I think was better because at least they were still in big flats or, you know, they had the promoter there to take them back to their, their Marriott. right? I mean? and like they were together. The boys were together there where mm-hmm. they weren't, he wasn't alone. You know, they had people working on it, right. you know, and you can put your minds together with each other and have a plan. Sure. You know, it's, it's definitely, uh, this wasn't, you know, one o'clock in the morning this was happening to them at you know one in the afternoon where they could right. go back to a hotel they could go get something to eat in my case i'm left you know at jfk airport you know and there's everything's closed all the gates are on the food places <laughs> right exactly and it's just, it's still bright in there but there's just no i just can't do it I'm, i mean it's not that i'm a diva but i ain't sleeping on no fucking jfk floor bro. oh no sorry
1: and, and i mean dude for god's sakes, you you've you've flown 9 million times now your tolerance level for bullshit right. is done it's nope. it, it, it's not lowered it's not you know less it's done you've right. had every problem that you could possibly have you've had flights canceled you've had flights delayed you've had weather you've had frozen wings on the plane you've had every at this point you've had every problem there is so i guarantee you and tell me if i tell me if any of this is wrong when you get on the plane and all of a sudden you hear the unexpected bing! this is the captain speaking you're just like
0: mother fuck (laughs) (laughs) well when he told me we were you know like from salt lake he's like but we're gonna hurry up and get you there i was like yeah yeah i was like oh the guy's clapping because this had to go down because it's stressful when you're when you're going holy shit like I need this money. You know what I mean? I right. get, like it's different when you, when you've been paid and now it's just a delay of getting home, you know, at least yeah. you're hanging on your ship. But I was looking at not getting paid the show, not getting going down where they're going to have to go with like one guitar player. That ain't the main one. Right. You know? Uh, so I don't know, man, it could have been worse. It could have been worse, but yeah. we all got a taste of it. We all got a taste of it. The only guys that, that ended up being really lucky were, was Matt, our bass player, who's the sweetest guy on the planet. And if anyone deserved car- karma wise to like make it, it's him, you know what right. I mean? Uh, but he, they did, he did see a guy at JFK with a cart and okay. that's how he made his flight. You right. Know? For me, they acted like they didn't even know what that was. Cart. What is that? What? Like Mario go kart? Like a you know, shopping cart. Yeah. They, they, uh, <laughs> cart. uh you know, Will, I'm, I'm hoping Will made his, you know, thing. Um, you know it was funny on the way out that Ithaca airport is one of these tiny ass airports sure and man this one TSA guy was just such a joke at that place I can't stand the TSA anyway they, like again they've, they've they haven't caught one terrorist in the 22 years they've no, been but doing they fondled a lot of balls they are the terrorists yes they are the fucking terrorists mm-hmm. grabbing your kids you know grabbing your wife looking at us all with x-rays they are the fucking terrorists without a doubt and I can't stand him. I, I can't stand him. But this guy, at this smaller airport, for some reason, um, we were walking. And this guy was, like, pushing the uh, little bins. He's like, watch yourself. Watch yourself. And I'm like, whoa, oh, whoa, boy. What's going on here? Take it easy. He's like, yeah, like, all serious and shit. And then when it came time to, like, put the guitars or whatever through the x-rays, like, oh, yeah, we're going to take those over to secondary and look at those. And uh, you can meet us over there with your stuff. And I was like, oh, this guy. Okay. You know, and, he, and now it wasn't just me that he singled. I thought it might have been me, but he also did this to Matt where I'm what Matt was ahead of me and I'm watching me makes Matt take his base out of the fucking case and hold on to it in front of all these people and go through and he's like, it's like he's looking like he was tipped off that we have <sighs> some kind of drug. I don't like, what are you looking for, dude? Yeah, you know, it's like, would you knock it off, rent a cop for fuck's yeah, sake? Man. So, And then it gets to me. You no, know, my case has two guitars in it and it has all my like underwear socks all that stuff i try to like pat it with Mm -hmm. so we gets to me same thing i'm now holding my fucking stage guitars in front of all these people right like what is happening and he's got a mountain of hanes underwear yeah all my dirty under you know you make that joke hey they got your dirty underwear out there for everybody to see that's what was happening here. They were all looking at my fucking underwear, a pile of it, yeah. while I'm holding my guitars. I fucking hated this guy for doing this. Like, what a <laughs> fucking the prick. A, it,
1: dude, they're always a mess. They're wow. always a mess. I had He's, one time... I'm, I'm going to tell a real quick one. Yeah, yeah, I'll come ahead. back. Go ahead. I was I was working um, a job. It was about 14 years ago. And I, I was always in Texas. Like, literally, I'd be... I would go to Texas on a Monday. I'd come back on a Friday, home for the weekend, fly back to Texas. I did this for about a year. And um, so every, so, you know, and you know, you know this better than anybody. After a little while, you get to starting to know the people when you're in the same exact airport. Yeah. You know, back and forth. That's true. Well, you, you certainly get to know. There's only really, in Cleveland, there's, there was at that time about six TSA agents total. Six. And I knew all of them because I was seeing them every week. And I, was, I would get to, it was kind of like your deal with ictica. I-, I-, I was working about 45 minutes out of Austin. Okay. So it was a little bit of a distance and I had to rent a car every time. So back then, that was when XM radio was a thing. So I, I was taking, since I knew I had to drive, I was taking an XM radio and one of the little, remember how they used to have the antenna with the long cord on it? Uh, So I'm I'm trying to get onto a plane. I've got a laptop because I'm a tech and I've got an XM radio. This guy must have thought that I also had a fucking pipe bomb in my shoe because he took everything out and he goes, turn this on. And I'm like, I can't turn it on. Yeah. And I was like, I can't turn it on. It runs off of a car power. Here's the fucking car you know the cigarette lighter thing which is what powered this stupid thing well sir we're gonna have to take you back for further discussion Mm -hmm. like are you fucking kidding me so they take me in a room and they're like what is this device and i tell them why do you need a satellite radio (laughs) gee i don't know why do you need a fucking shirt easy mr
0: high school diploma yeah
1: it's like fuck off dude and I got belligerent with him, and he fucking, they dicked around with me and kept me so that I missed my fucking flight.
0: Oh, God damn it.
1: Because I, because I just wasn't going to be like, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Important TSA guy. I was like, what do you fucking care? I got a radio. Oh, it's a bro. radio.
0: I've, I've, they've, they've actually changed the rules a little in the last couple of years where I've had to kind of mellow out a little bit. But I used to flip out. Uh, I had one guy karate chop me in the balls. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, on a, on like an extra screening thing like um, for some reason because I, I don't have that big of an ass when you make me take my belt off the uh, pants kind of drag, fall a little bit Okay, and when they make you put your hands up here to go in the yeah. thing well I can't hold on to my goddamn pants so sometimes it's like they see something bunched up or whatever and they, mm-hmm. they, they want to like oh you, can we feel you up here well this guy was like awkwardly giving me a pat down. And then when he would get to my crotch. He would karate chop it. Karate chop. And I'm like, hey, man, come on. He's like, huh? Now I got to do it again. I'm like, hey, man, that's fine. You don't have to be touching my dick. You don't have to. And I'm starting to get a little like. Mad. Sure. And then uh, I, I would probably say, you karate chop my shit one more time. You know, whatever. And then he, he, he fucking gets up. He's mm-hmm. going up my thigh. And then he goes, Karate chop into my fucking balls again and i fucking lost it he's like well you want me to call the police I'm like, well, call the fucking police yeah call tell him you're on you know?
1: my balls you fucking yeah yeah, cap, yeah. karate kid faggot
0: just knock it up, like, off taking me into some other room and the cop was actually a sweet older guy and he was like oh come on man don't just fucking do what he says like he had the cop at one point he says to me though he goes hey, he goes it's 9-11 it's because of nine eleven we have to do this, yeah, and well, I, I was, just go. Who cares? I was like Dick Cheney. Nine eleven does. Why do you want you to go fucking grab his balls? You know what <laughs> I mean. I get I, I fucking. There's just a point where I feel like you know you're gonna treat people like criminals. Yeah, you know what I mean. I feel like we're there. Like the people that are in this line, you have no idea what their contributions have been to america yeah you know or or, or if they've served their country or they're a policeman a veteran a surgeon a rock star and you're treating them like fucking people that just committed a crime you know what i mean and the worst part is who are they right they're fucking guys that flunked out
1: of the police academy most of them oh it's a jobs
0: program for fucking stupid people yeah there's two jobs programs going for the government. There's, Oh, you're stupid. Well, we're going to be a TSA guy. Uh, you're smart. Well, we're going to put you under the, the fold of NASA and JPL and these places like that. We're going to pull you into these and you're going to sign non-disclosure agreements and you're never going to tell anybody about the frauds we're committing here. Right. Uh, you know and then these guys get to just you know control the masses i mean the x-ray thing alone is just annoys the hell out of me oh we didn't get you can you go back in there like i'm just supposed to trust that these x-rays that i have to take like hundreds of a year aren't hurting Mm -hmm. me in any way you know fuck it man i could go on for hours i even hate talking about that